Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. This is the third in a series of holiday-focused episodes that I have been so thrilled to bring out of the locked archives. If you haven't already listened, I recommend you go back to the two previous weeks, including Tips for Mindful Holiday Gift-Giving, which is a wonderful level set on how to edit your gift giving this year, but still keep it wonderful and meaningful and special. And then also reducing guilt around holiday gatherings, because as we all know, the holidays can both be wonderful and also very challenging the more people you add to the mix. Today's episode on simple holiday rituals was originally broadcast in 2017. And just like those other two episodes that I just referenced, I went back and was listening with an ear for how evergreen the tips were, and they all were, and also with a little bit of wonder because episodes from 2015 and then 2017 mean Asha and my kids were a whole lot younger. That's just how time works. Anyway, the 10 ideas we talk about in this episode are indeed wonderfully evergreen. Now, before I go further, I would like to say that as I have worked on editing my own language usage over the years to be more inclusive and more sensitive and more compassionate, it was very humbling to hear how much we used the word crazy, which I've since worked very hard on scrubbing out of usage. But I didn't edit all of these occurrences out, partly for the sake of my editor, but really more because the episode would sound rather odd cutting out that word on repeat. So as you listen, if this word is problematic for you, I ask for your compassion and empathy as I continue to grow. And also I'm just here for the growth always. So it's good to identify the moments where we learn and continue to move forward. Now onto today's episode. I just love how grounding it is. It was such a beautiful reminder to listen through and think about how sometimes the simplest rituals can be the most meaningful and magical. Also, in present day, it's so interesting because one of the family rituals I talk about in this episode related to Christmas Eve 
is something that in fact guided our family visitation plans this year, even all these years later. So it just made me smile to think about how we were just really forming those plans back in 2017, and they have still persisted and bring a lot of comfort and delight to my family. Now, there is one other thing that did come to my mind as I was listening through this episode. It is varied in terms of recommendations for families and community and strengthening those rituals and bonds. And one thing I wanted to add specifically is to consider friend rituals. I have been thinking about friendships so much. They are so important. It is a highly requested topic on this show. And I'll link up in the show notes a post I wrote called Coaxing into Surrender and Opening, in which I share about the gifts of patience, space, and repair in friendships. It was really humbling to think about my own struggles with friendships and how I try to nurture them today. And so as I was preparing this episode, I was delighted in thinking about friend rituals from the past and how grateful I am to have friends who have created wonderful traditions. Even if these don't happen every year, they have formed so many incredible memories in my mind. So just a few examples. One is Noche Buena, which our friends Fernando and Sarah host on Christmas Eve. It's like a social visit where they open their home up in the spirit of that tradition. Another is gingerbread houses. My dear friend Kristen has created years of incredible memories with a gingerbread house decorating tradition at her home. And in fact, one year during the pandemic, she and her kids even brought supplies to our house. It was next level. They brought gingerbread houses on trays and an array of cookies and icing for us to decorate at home. And another is my dear friend Paige. She and her husband have a solstice party that we have enjoyed many years. They're not doing it this year, but even just thinking about it is such a delight. And it could also be as simple as kicking off something like a one-on-one coffee or a lunch holiday get-together or a mission-driven meetup with friends. It can look like whatever you want it to look like. And so I just wanted to encourage you to think about friend rituals if that is something that feels good to you. We'll be right back. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And... What aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you struggle with boundaries and the general complexities of peopling? Relationships are necessary to our well-being and some relationships are just well complicated. A good chunk of the work I have done in therapy centers on relationships, how to own my part of the story, how to let go of relationships that are toxic, and how to navigate challenging relationships in a way that doesn't drain me. 
And all of this work helps me show up better for myself and also as a partner, mom, friend, family member, and business owner. If you're thinking of starting therapy, check out BetterHelp. This online therapy platform was designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash edit. I thought this would be a great conversation to have on our podcast to sort of talk about those holiday rituals that just help us sort of move into this relaxed space from, from what's generally a sort of hectic holiday season and fall. We actually started talking about this, you know, in one of our previous episodes when we were talking about editing our holiday gift lists. I mean, you know, in that we want, we all want to create holiday magic. We all want this time of year to feel special, but we, none, none of us wants to, you know, go nuts over this stuff. And, um, you know, we sort of want to find that balance between making these wonderful memories. But we also know that when, you know, when I know when I get overextended or when the family in general gets overextended with too much going on, nobody has any fun. And it's, you know, that's the point. And strangely enough, it's so easy to lose sight of that, like in the crush of just details and, and stuff going on. Yeah, I, I, I like I really enjoyed um, that episode, the editing the gift list episode, because it, I really have been riding this. Um, I refuse to get stressed about the holidays train mm. <laughs> and I'm loving it. You know, mm. I mean, I just feel like there's enough. We talked, touched on this last episode, but there's just enough crazy about actually crazy things that mm -hmm. I just, I really want to feel, I don't know. I just a little more focused and intentional about what's happening this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It does. That's very true. And I feel like, the great thing about what we're talking about today is that sometimes the simplest rituals can be the most meaningful, the most magical, you know? And I think I, I just want to pause for a second and talk about this word ritual because it sounds sort of emotionally weighted, like ritual, you know, it sounds really serious or, um, you know, almost somber, but it just doesn't have to be that at all. I mean, I think when we're talking about rituals, we're just talking about things that we repeat annually and that we can look forward to. And so the trick is to really choose rituals for your family that are easy to follow and that you want to repeat every year. Um, uh, maybe not Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking because um, uh, some people really love Elf on the Shelf. Um, I'm not sure if everyone's I, I would expect most people are familiar with this this little thing, but. Some people find it really stressful to, to like move this little elf all the time and have magical messages. Anyway, what can I say? We don't do elf on the shelf, but I've heard many people sort of joke about it. But, you know, the, the trick really is to show to, to choose something that you love to do. And anything really goes as long as it brings your family together. I'm a big picture person, so it always I always start with something big picture. And I think it really helps to step back and sort of think about think about things a little bit before you sort of jump into like, okay, which rituals are we going to add or take away? And so my first tip would be to ask yourself, what is it that makes holiday rituals meaningful to your kids? So um, specifically, I mean, I, I'm, I'm suggesting that you think about what does, what does meaningful look like for your family? Um, and Christine sort of got to this a little bit earlier when she was talking about how Vi is already excited about, you know, this is what we do every year. I and mean, she looks forward to it. 
I mean, for my kids, there's something there is something, too, about that repetition, that the fact that there's a ritual that happens every single time. But there's something else to it. Um, you know, the, one of the things that's important to them is that there is there's almost a scarcity, a specialness. Like there are certain things that only happen in, at, at the holiday time, you know. And so for them, the joy is really in the in the anticipation of the ritual and then the familiarity once it's underway. And then plus all the memories it brings up. And um, it just really fosters this feeling of belonging, you know, this feeling like this is something my family does every year. And so I think it really helps to just um, to step back and think about that a little bit. And that will help you as you um, as you pick and choose, because, you know, we only have so much time. And as you pick and choose what to do, you know, this holiday season, that will really, I think, help you make some choices that will work for your family. Yep. I think that I think that's awesome. And I have a related sort of big picture tip, which is um, I apparently mentioned this earlier. You reminded me, Asha, as Mm -hmm. you are so good at doing. But during our guilt free get togethers episode, and it is to kind of take the pressure off of yourself and don't sweat it if one of the rituals you try flops. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, rituals as you develop them, some will come easy. um, Some you might hear from hear about from a friend and want to try out and it it may or may not work. So, you know, it might take a few tries to figure out what your family enjoys enough to repeat each year. Um, And that's fine. Um, You might end up surprised by what sticks um, and some things may come along sort of unexpectedly. And I think that's, I think that's a really good thing. So I just, I guess I wanted to sort of loop back to your point about taking the pressure off of the word ritual mm-hmm. and just remember that it's, it's an evolving thing, you know, that can, you can work on as you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. So, all right. So let's, let's talk about some, some simple holiday rituals and I'm going to lead off with my favorite that we do every year. Um, and that is we walk around our neighborhood looking at lights. This is just like my favorite. <laughs> my kids still joke after all these years. I get really excited if we happen to be driving home um, after dark and people's holiday lights are on. I take the most winding route home past the best lights. Mm-hmm. And I just I just never get tired of, of looking at holiday lights, especially because here in Portland, it's so dark and gloomy at this time of year. It just really is. And so what we do is we we like bundle ourselves up more than usual and we walk around our neighborhood and and some the walking is important um somehow driving as much as i like driving around past people's lights um when you walk around it's really fun because it's just slower and and it's just something we do every year and um i'm gonna make an admission and that is too that i sort of like to peek in people's windows (laughs) No, like the warm light and not really peek in in a stalker way, but more like it's just so neat to walk by and see people living their lives and sitting at their tables. And I don't know, it just makes me feel all warm inside. My mom and loves doing that. She, I just love it. She she actually likes doing that just to kind of see how people style their homes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's really fun. It's just it's just like, I don't know, it's super grounding. And then um, I, I didn't actually mention the thing that I do before we leave, but usually what I do is I make hot chocolate and I put it in a thermos. And then when we come home, hot chocolate sitting there and waiting for us and we pour it in cups and then we sit there and we drink it and we're all cold. And anyway, this is one thing we do and it's the simplest thing ever and it requires zero planning and it requires zero, pretty much zero cost except for the hot chocolate. And uh, it's, something I really look forward to. And I think the other thing I should mention is every year I'm like, come on, you guys, let's go look at lights. And there's a little bit of eye rolling from my kids. Like, "Mm," you Mm -hmm. know, 
do we have to bundle up? Do we have to blah, blah, blah? I mean, they're not as into it as I am, but yet every time we do it and then we come back, then everyone's just energetic and chipper and excited and we love it every year. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so um, simple. Yeah, real simple. Um, my first um, ritual that I really love that it's related to yours, but maybe um, a little bit different bend and maybe slightly more effort, but not a ton, would be to just support what's going on in your town or city, but, you know, fest- festivity wise. We live um, just 10 or so minutes outside Boston proper. And so I just love going in and um, supporting the holiday festivities, whatever they might be. So, for example, um, sometimes it's just as simple as going down to look at the special Boston Halifax Christmas tree. <laughs> so this is um, a tradition, actually, that dates back 100 years, which is pretty crazy, um, when Bo- the city of Boston answered an emergency call following an explosion at the Halifax Harbor, um, which resulted in you know a bunch of deaths and injuries and was very tragic. And I actually learned about all this from a friend of mine from grad school who lives in Halifax. And we were visiting, and she gave us this whole lesson about it. And it made me look at that tree so differently. So we love just mm. going and seeing it and seeing it all lit up. And, you know, every every year, basically, Halifax, the city of Halifax sends a gift, sends a tree as a gift of appreciation to the city of Boston. And it's just, it's sweet. I love it. A hundred years. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. This I didn't realize until I looked it up. Actually, I'll link up an article, but this year is the hundred year anniversary. Or we'll pop into Boston Public Market, which is kind of like Pike's Place in Seattle. That's kind of mm-hmm. a similar model. Um, just to go and support local vendors, you know, cider donuts, mm. chocolate, cured meat, whatever you want. It's it's oh. just so great. Yeah. Portland has some really similar sort of analogs to what you're talking about. We have something called the Saturday market where you can buy from local vendors. And um, we have a really wonderful um, holiday tradition called the Christmas ships mm-hmm. because Portland's situated on a river like mm-hmm. like Boston. Um, there's a like an almost like a fleet of ships, um, private, private vessels. They, they deck up their ships with lights and then they, they basically float up and down the river in various, various, um, routes and you can just go see it. And it's just beautiful, you know, like simple things like that. It, it, it is very special to, to, like you're saying, ground yourself in your town, um, really gives you that sense of place. It's not just about the rituals being for your family individually. It's also about where you live and, and connecting to the people who live with you in, in your city. And I think that's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about that. I have a whole list of city things I want to do this year. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal. Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. 
As you know, I am all about micro-improvements, and if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, okay, so my next ritual uh, is to light candles. Um, this is just so simple. It's not. Even, it's barely a ritual, and yet I don't do it at other times of year. So I guess it is a ritual. Um, I I get a like a big package of those cheap tea light candles, the little ones in the little you know like metal container. And um, you can get a ton of tea lights from Ikea or any other place for the most part for just barely any money. And I light a lot of candles in the evening to make our dinner times more special uh, and more relaxed. And um, it's really nice. It really makes things feel special. And, you know, December's pretty intense around here, um, not so much because of the holidays, but because of school. Um, lots of it seems like there's just lots of stuff that gets shoved into the school schedule right before the break. And also there are performances and year-end things. And um, and so every little bit of calm we can inject into our household just during normal times really helps. And somehow candles, uh, somehow candles really help with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels um, really special. It does. Yeah, and I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. Like always in the wintertime, that's when I bring out my candles, but, and, mm-hmm. and then they just go away the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I like that. Um, okay. So my next ritual will not be surprising to anybody who listens to this podcast or has follows me on Instagram or any of those things. But one of my very, 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 very favorite things is holiday baking. And, you know, we bake a lot through the year, but there's something so delightful about browsing through our cookbooks and cooking magazines and deciding what will be our cookies of the season. So we usually try to pick maybe three, maybe four recipes to focus on, and we'll make some really big batches um, so that we can make mix and match cookie plates to give us gifts. Um, and so, yeah, it's just really fun to like toss on our aprons, crank on the crank up the tunes and make a lot of treats together. I just love it so much. Mm. I want one of those. Uh, I can plate? only imagine what a cookie plate from the Co Baxter house looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that sounds that sounds fun, and I know that's a tradition for so many people. And um, uh, like baking cookies for the holidays, and but yet I think sometimes we well maybe we don't forget. Maybe people who do it don't forget. It's 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 an activity as much as it is a way to create a gift. And that is wonderful. That just like, it's a 100% sensory experience. You know, your house smells wonderful. It's, you know, you're listening to the music. Anyway, that's really great. We, oh, um, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that 
you know, we've also done like other kinds of little treats, you know, like um, one year we did um, birdseed ornaments to, to do as gifts. You oh, know, so we, yeah. we've mixed it up a little bit. Um, I have a right. link for that. I'll try to remember to, to toss that in. But um, yeah, so it's it just when you said it's just about it's just as much about the activity. That's so, so true for us. Right, right, right. Well, birdseed ornaments, actually, that sort of takes me in a different direction because it makes me realize that one of the, one of my great joys at this time of year is watching the birds in, in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like actually when you um, part of a ritual is to for us, you know, it's just sort of to connect us to what's going on in the area that we live. And, and um, to me, that connects me to the natural world in, in where we live too. And that makes me think that I need to make one of those this year. I'm going to look for that. You need to find that link because I want to check it out. I, I mean, I can guess how to make something like that, but I would like to see what you did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So our next ritual is so straightforward, but it's to watch movies. And I'm shocked at how delighted we are every single year uh, with the movies we watch. I mean, we're not big Christmas movie watchers because we don't celebrate Christmas. We actually celebrate Hanukkah. But yet I still find um, holiday movies totally delightful. And um, somehow we find ourselves watching Elf every year. Christine, I think you'll appreciate this. (laughs) Uh, You're like a Will Ferrell fanatic. Are you a Will Ferrell fanatic? How do you find all these pictures of Will Ferrell that you post all the time? Oh, well, hello, Internet. But, I, you know, it's funny. I don't even... I'm not like I don't get too too crazy about celebrities because really like they're just they're people, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But there's something about Will Ferrell that I appreciate immensely. And I think I might pass out if I actually had a chance to meet him. <laughs> OK, folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about, somehow, if like if you ever follow Christine on, on Facebook or any other place, so, you know, if, if we're talking about something and there, Christine always seems to have some appropriate Will Ferrell picture to post in response to any conversation. I don't know how she does it. And it's not just when, when he's in his elf getup, like in all sorts of different things. I don't know. Like the Will Ferrell memes with Christine. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So let's um, put it out there in the universe. If any of our listeners are connected to Will Ferrell, just like hook me up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, I, I know you'd managed to, to pretend like you were normal, but yeah, inside you'd probably be having a screaming fit. Um, anyway, Christmas movies are really fun. Holiday movies are really fun. Um, by the way, our other um, holiday movie uh, tradition is to watch Die Hard with Bruce Willis when he still had hair. Uh, it's like the best <laughs> action movie ever. And I would be remiss if I did not talk about Alan Rickman, who is in this movie, uh, like playing the, the evil villain beautifully, of course. He never did anything less than beautifully in his life. I think he's just incredibly wonderful. And Die Hard is a really fabulous movie to watch during the holidays with your older children, of course. That is amazing. I didn't. This is something I didn't know about you, that you were such a Die Hard fan. So that's- I am such a Die Hard fan. And um, there are reasons. That I could that I could explain, but it is just an intelligent, funny, really great movie. All right, then. I love it. All right, okay. Well, so my next point is related to my last one. Actually, um, it's a good follow up. But um, so John and I are very big believers in the power of knowing our neighbors. It just I don't know. It just feels good. It creates a safer and happier community when we're all looking out for each other. So we like, after we finish our epic holiday baking, we love to walk around and visit our neighbors and drop baked goods. So we just, you know, make those little plates. We ring the doorbell, um, 
and just chat with people for a couple minutes. And it's just really fun and a really simple point of connection. It's kind of amazing, you know, when you're all living your busy lives, how you barely see each other. or It's just a quick wave in and out, um, you know, as you're going in and out of your house. So it's just really nice. And sometimes we'll, um, you know, we have an elderly neighbor, a couple of um, doors down who just lost his wife a couple of years ago. And so, mm. um, you know, it's really important for us to connect with him. And sometimes we'll send the kids over to drop off some treats. And it's just, it's nice. It's a nice way mm. to connect. Well, and you know, what's sort of nice to me is the fact that you don't uh, make a big appointment. You just go over there and knock on the door. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I, people have different feelings about uh, drop-in visitors, but I feel so strongly about the fact that that is, I mean, I, I wish we all did that more often. And I wish people came here and did that more often. Like I love when people drop by, okay, maybe not at all hours of the day and, you know, and all that stuff. But I think there's something special about the fact that you just go door to door and, um, you know, and, and ring the doorbell. I just think that's very special. Yeah. And we don't, we don't invite ourselves in like we yeah. it's usually just a couple minute chat on the doorstep, but it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's amazing how powerful those little quick touch points can be. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. So my next ritual is to build Lego sets. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sort of specific, but I'm mentioning it because it's something that we do every year and it is like a complete and total delight. And the only problem with this particular ritual is that it's expensive because um, we build a Lego winter village set every December. Um, we basically take apart and rebuild the same set. So I guess it's only a one time expense, but these w- winter village sets are quite expensive, but I am super into it. And it was my holiday gift one year from my husband and um, when I think about the many, many, many hours of delight every single year it gives us, um, it's totally worth it. And so basically these, these Lego sets, um, they, you know, you know, like those little winter village mm-hmm. holiday decorations you see around, that's what it ends up looking like. And it's a really major undertaking. I mean, these sets have thousands of pieces, but it's so much fun. And it's so fun that I can do this with my daughter. You know, she's, she's in high school. We'd still do this. We have such a great time. And it's just this quiet, contemplative thing that we do. And then at the end, it's this major piece of our living room holiday decor. Um, I mean, and we barely decorate for the holidays. In fact, this is the first year we've ever gotten a tree. We don't celebrate Christmas, so we don't get a Christmas tree. And this year we were like, let's get a Christmas tree because we just wanted to, mm-hmm. we just wanted to do it. And so um, so these holiday sets just really add something to our house and. Anyway, it's just another example of how anything can really be turned into a ritual. It just matters that it's really fun for you and your family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. I would mm-hmm. I would love that. She is like a master Lego builder. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. crazy. They're really, really, really fun. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, they're they're not they're not cheap. Yeah. All right. Well, I will check that out. Um, be sure to we'll link up that that winter set you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so my my last point of the episode is specifically related to, um, you know, maybe dealing with, you know, or negotiating how you structure your time around family and extended family. And I talked the other week how we have sometimes a complicated abundance. And I, I really under underline the word abundance because it is of a lot of family members. Um, it's a great problem to have. But one of my very, very favorite things is that we have held tight to our tradition of it just being our little family of four at home on Christmas Eve. So, you know, we, we put out like our sort of 
famous nibble platter, just like lots of delicious little snacks and things, you know, for dinner. And we relax and put on music and, and we open our stockings. Um, and, and the kids just love, love that. And it's just little things in the stockings, but there's something, I don't know, there's something so special about going in and reaching your hand in and, and seeing, you know, seeing what you pull out. So that is something I just, I cannot let go of. Like I just need it to just be us on that, on that evening. And it's so nice. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad you mentioned that. We talked about this at length on our guilt-free get-togethers episode about how carving out that time just for your small family or or whatever grouping you feel is really important um, so that you can enjoy and relax is really, it's such a good thing to do. And um, sometimes we get really wrapped up and you know, there's so much expectation and, and um, you know, people want to be together. And so sometimes there can be some pressure and it's really good to just say, this is our space and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, that's lovely. So wonderful. All right. So, Asha, what's your next edit for our episode? Gosh, I feel like I could talk about this forever. OK, so um, my next edit is totally simple and it's to light candles at your next family dinner and just notice how it makes everything feel different. Love it. That's a good, easy one. People could do mm-hmm. that tonight. Yes. <laughs> That's how easy can. it is. Yeah. Um, and my, your next edit is also actually pretty simple and it is just to connect with a neighbor. So you don't have to go to their door with goodies. I want to, I want to emphasize that it can just be as simple as dropping a card in their mailbox and that's mm. it. Yeah. I love holiday cards. Okay, friends, I hope you are feeling inspired to enjoy or start some simple holiday rituals with your loved ones. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at edityourlifeshow or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking